It's the time to talk reunion tour, friends. It yeah. is. What a long time. There's almost like been a pandemic or something in between. <laughs> who's going to be my Donna Delore? Who's going to be my Nikki Harris? Um, is there a difference? <laughs> One's a bit wider than the other. I was going to say one white. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with the Donna then. I am I am wider, I would imagine. For long-time listeners, this is the reunion segment that you never asked for. <laughs> and what a treat this is. Lee and Simon, you're back for a pop flashback. How does it feel to be looking around at the old studio? And are you going to get all mascara'd up like Jennifer Aniston when she went back to the set of Friends? <laughs> is that dragon still around? Oh, baby eagle. <laughs> uh, yes, he is. He's oh. a bit frail, but he's he will outlive us all. <laughs> I've got to say this. When the Supremes, right, when they tried to get back together many, many years after they went their separate ways, the whole reunion failed because they couldn't agree on the contracts. But you're both here in the studio, so I just want to ask you this. Are you all satisfied with the terms and conditions of your contracts here? That, that, <laughs> that, that indicated that you've just heard from my people that want to um, <laughs> discuss. <laughs> I see. You have to keep checking in with your solicitors every time you answer a question, is that it? Yeah, yeah. The rider <laughs> has to be fulfilled. It's been a long time, though, and Lee, I just want to zone in on you for a moment. I've I've forgiven you for writing that tell-all book about me back in the 90s. I'm sorry. It had to be done, though. Times uh, were hard. <laughs> it hurt me at first, but I'd always been so ashamed of that incident with Bubbles the Chimp, but you forced me to actually face my twisted past, so thank you for that. Mm. Are you going to go on the record and publicly admit that that entire chapter that you wrote about me and the kumquat was totally fabricated? Well, that might have been the case, but there were other soft fruit that I do believe um, have a story to tell. I want a, I want a public retraction. We can't go on. And listeners might be very interested to know that Simon, here, who's been very quiet, he didn't want to sign on to this reunion deal unless <laughs> one special condition was met. And here it is. And we've met it. His entire name needs to be contained within the podcast title. So Indeed. I know it's a bit embarrassing, but the you know the behind the scenes has been revealed here, Simon. But are you happy? Yes. <laughs> He's the man <laughs> of the one-word answer today, Lee. It's going to be a great review. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, you also apparently had it written into your contract. My solicitors tell me that we can't mention that extensive drug habit. I think it was four thousand pounds a day, wasn't it? Oh uh, yes. Um... It's been a difficult few months, but uh, yeah, I'm coming through the other side of it. Lee, have you ever heard of anyone spending that much money on Viagra before? Oh, Viagra. I was about to say, nobody needs that many multivitamins per day. <laughs> I'm vegan, I do, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, You're vegan. No, I'm oh. Very uh, deficient in um, most nutrients, apparently. So, Lisa, before we get into today's pop flashback, no reunion special would be complete unless a third-rate host, that's me, asked that favourite question. Do you have a favourite memory from the olden days? Do either of you have a favourite, I don't know, podcast that stands out to you from the past? 
as you look around this studio today? Uh, I'm going to go with the Golden Girls one, which where I had no clue about anything that was being said or, or spoken about. I just knew you were it was totally four dropped old in women. It, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it four old women or was it five old women? See, I still don't know now. <laughs> I love that one because we, we said you're coming in for trivia, is my recollection of that. And you came in the door and you're sitting there and professional doing your thing. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the trivia was revealed to be an entire podcast about the Golden Girls. <laughs> How about you, Simon? Favorite old memory? Um, I liked, really liked doing the Danny Minogue one that I got um, read online for about oh. rewriting history. I really enjoyed that one because apparently I thought that was it Baby Love that I thought was a really big hit, and apparently it wasn't. <laughs> and so, though I think we talked about this, didn't we? And it got to like number 11, and I'm like, I think she considered that a hit now. Absolutely. So listen, can I ask, who recommended today's album? Me. Good on you, Simon. I've got to say, quite sincerely, thank you, because I had only ever heard two tracks on this album. Really? The Madonna one, uh, Toxic, obviously. This album is an absolute flawless piece of pop art in my opinion it has a much more preferable version of me against the music that i never knew about uh and by the way i read nothing about this album right up to this point i have not gone and done any research because that's what a good host does right i actually just wanted to have the discussion raw with you both because i just listened to it that's all i did i haven't read anything but my take after three listens it's got velvet rope vibes about it yeah. Um, I think it's what body language was trying to be. And put simply, for me, in the zone, and that's what we're talking about, folks, is it's sexy as hell. It's on heat. It's amazing. Ooh. Thank you for recommending it. It's okay. You said um, an early 2000s album. It was the first one that came into my head. What's the reputation in the fan community of this? Because I haven't got I mean, it's revered quite heavily, I think. It's, you know, most people consider... Britney in the zone and blackout to be like her three best albums. Um, and I think in the, in the zone is blackout when that came out was like massive for the fandom. And I think that in the zone kind of got eclipsed by that a bit, but when it came out, it was huge. Like the, no one could believe the things she was doing and the, the style she'd gone for and how sexy she'd got and yeah it was I, I remember it coming out at the time I went to the Onyx Hotel tour and I just remember it being like this massive deal so was it was this a big departure for was it for her at the time this style yeah right. yeah very much so I think that you know she'd started moving away from the pure pop stuff with Britney obviously like stuff like Slave for You and all of that but this was like she wanted to amp it up even more she wanted to experiment with like some some more techno stuff because she worked with BT on um, Britney on like a track that only ended up on the international version. So it's on the uh, European release and the Japanese release, I think, but it's not on the American one, which kind of had like a bit more of a techno feel to it. And I think she really wanted to like amp that up and she'd split up with Justin and she was just trying to kind of grow as an artist and she was she wrote more on this album and yeah i think really? i think she was really trying to explore herself and had more control i think this was the first time she had like proper control over an album wow well it certainly shows like honestly i was 
I just couldn't believe that this has eluded me for all these years. Mm. It's amazing. There's not a dud on it. I mean, there's some that I prefer over others. Yeah. And I don't even know what she released as singles, but the standout track to me is um, Breathe On Me. I absolutely yeah. am obsessed. Did she release I, that as a single? No. She... Get no, out. and I don't really? know why. And Because I think it was a bit too controversial at the time. Um, it is sexy. Yeah, I mean, it's. I love it. Uh, the tour performance is incredible. Have you seen the tour? No, no. Yeah, you need to watch the tour. The tour's brilliant. It's her best tour. Lee, what are your recollections? Are you like me? Had you heard, never heard of this album before? Or no, has it always I, been part of your life? I had it at the time. I bought it at the time. Because obviously Toxic was the massive selling single from it. Um, um, but then, like with a lot of kind of sort of music, it, you kind of listen to it intensely and then it, it kind of disappears. Re-listening to it for this, I'm just going to say filth. Because <laughs> <laughs> so you I'm must have loved it right up I'm your listening to some of these songs she obviously had discovered her inner woman mm-hmm. and was 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 really <laughs> going for it I was like some of them I'm going is, is, she, is she singing about that oh the dirty minks um I, and by yeah. the way, listeners, don't you love it when a British person says filth? <laughs> <laughs> Something so perfect about it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it was it's it is. Going back and re-listening to it, it still sounds really, really modern. Um she has some i I was chuckling away at some of her vocal do we say fries or she the one song she kind of like goes and the, I, if I could have that just on a loop that would be hysterical. Um, That's for stuff you hear in a nursing home, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it it, it it is it is a good album. It's obviously I don't it, recall it, that by the way, listeners. Um, oh, I don't you know. must do. You must. It no. is. It's from one of the songs. It. She, I think it's. I think it's the song because I've just listened to it. Showdown Brittany has a little tendency to at the end of notes go and she does actually now that i think about it but that's not just this album that's just no that's but it it? seems more pronounced on on Mm, this album than mm. than other ones so so yeah it is yeah it's it's i think it's her like you say velvet rope it's very much an awakening of of a young woman's sexuality and i can't believe i've actually said that sentence (laughs) (laughs) well you're just remembering your own right i am yeah it's bringing back those memories yeah (laughs) Because Breathe On Me, I think it might be about oral, oral sex, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't yes. listened, I haven't read the lyrics, I haven't, but I'm assuming that's what it is. I, I think no. it's... A, do no. you not think so? No. I think that's the entire point. I think it's about not having any kind of intercourse. It's about breathing on someone rather than... Like, oh, you think it's about says, that, you don't that need to sexual touch, tension before? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's ba- yeah, it's it's. I think it's the complete opposite. Interesting, get as totally close when, as you can and make me ache. I get it. Yeah, Maybe. I'll have to read. <laughs> Stop it, it, Lee. I heard that. Um, You've experienced that in your life, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not saying anything more. I'm no, well, yeah, it's getting a bit too but, close to the bone for Lee Simon. <laughs> there's a couple of interesting things about Breathe on Me. Um, oh. One is that it was written by Steve Anderson. <gasps> Stop it! Yeah, it was not Steve yeah. Anderson of Kylie Minogue fame. Yeah, which is no. why it sounds like he's he should have not been filthy like that. Um, well, obviously, I mean, I'm assuming he wrote the music, but um, it's written by three people, but he's one of them. 
Get um, out. That is amazing. And so it's, but that's why it's got that kind of fever vibe to it. Um, wow. And also, she references in the when she says monogamy is the way to go. Just put your lips together and blow. Mm. That is. I don't know if it's a direct reference, but there was a remix of Justify My Love ah. where um, someone sampled, it's from a film. I can't remember what film it's from. Yeah. Uh, you know how to whistle, don't you? Just put your lips together and blow. And mm. I was always convinced that that was a reference to that. It because was, surely. Yeah. Obviously, you know, she's such a huge Madonna fan and it was always that. So I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure that that's a reference because of their the kind of, it's kind of like the of the modern Justify My Love, I think, isn't it, for like the early 2000s? It's that was that the first like, thing that came into my head when I heard it the first time. I was mm. like, wow, this is Britney's Justify My Love. Yeah. I'm listening to it, really enjoying it very much. And then Toxic comes on at track six or something. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, frig, that is, that's brave. And it's a testament to the strength of the album, you know, that she can shove that right midway. Rather than as a lead single, what was the lead single? Was it the Madonna track? Yeah, Me Against the Music. Right. And to- Toxic was a single, clearly. And yeah. were there other singles off this album? Um, every Time. Mm. That's a slower song, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, the final ballad. track on it, isn't it? Mm, oh, it depends which version you're. Yeah, technically. Technically, yeah. 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 Okay. It's yeah, with the, with the controversial video, wasn't it? The controversial yeah, video. Yeah, very controversial time. video. Really? For every time? Yeah. That's such really an innocent good. song. I can't understand. Tell yeah. me. Enthrall me. Um, I don't know. I can't remember if she's supposed to be a musician or if she's just like a famous person. And she um, commits suicide in the bath. <gasps> Stop mm. it. No. Yeah. How have I yeah. missed all of this? And this Stephen before acted- or after Whitney died. It was way before Whitney died. Yeah. Well, thank God yeah. for that. Yeah, Stephen Dorff is plays the kind of romantic lead. Yeah, in it. yeah, Stephen Dorff's her boyfriend in it. Yeah, and, and I they, think but they're they in kind of, of a semi-abusive relationship, aren't they? And then he yeah, it's re- it's quite a dark video. But in the uh, the sort of like final scene, just to kind of reassure her fans that she actually hadn't topped herself, she kind of leaps out of the bath with a big smile on her face because it's yeah, saying, oh, it's all it's all fake. But they had mm-hmm. to put that in because they thought it was too dark. Mm. It is amazing how many celebrities die in bathtubs, though, isn't it? What is mm. that about? And naked. Like, I think if the average person was to die, they wouldn't be naked. They'd have some pants on, and I don't think they'd be in a bathtub. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure normal It's disproportionate. It's very disproportionate. I'm sure it is. They should do a study on this. Like, think about it. You've got Whitney, Aaron Carter, um, Heath Ledger at the end of his bed, not in the bathtub, but naked. Michael Hutchins, naked. It wasn't in the Hanging bath, from though, the back of the door. Well, no. <laughs> anyway, now I've taken it. To- anyway, Britney started it. She had the video, so I'm allowed. <laughs> outrageous was supposed to be a single, but that was I love Outrageous. She- mm? I love that track. It, it's, um, it's an R. Kelly track, if that changes your opinion of it. Get out. Is it really? Yeah. Well, that might explain it has a bridge in the middle of it that reminds me of early Michael Jackson's. The rest of the song doesn't, but yeah. there's a bridge in it just for a Ten seconds, and I'll go. Yeah, oh, I know the bit you back mean. To Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did they pull so, it as a single because she hurt her knee or something? Yeah. So I was just about to say that. So she was doing the video, and she did some choreography, and she um, messed up her knee, which meant she had to cancel her tour. 
There yeah. are clips on YouTube of of what I was filmed of the video. It's not a yeah. lot, and Snoop Dogg was going to be in it as well. I presume he was going to yeah. like a rap halfway through or something. Yeah. I've got to say, this is a very, it feels contemporary, this album to me. Like, and it also, and Simon, you're a dancer, I believe. Yeah. You've told us that before. This sounds like a dancer's dream as well. Every song feels like it could be choreographed within an inch of its life. It's designed yeah. for dance. Yeah. I think that's why I gravitated towards it so much as well. Because even the stuff that was like weirder for the time, like, because some of it's quite experimental. Like, Showdown felt really, really experimental in like when this came out. Mm. Um, especially for someone like her and um yeah it's all of the tracks are so like easily kind of danceable and fun and um yeah multiple tracks from this are on my like britney playlist that i listen to all the time the only track on there and as you know every podcast no matter what i have to make some kylie comparisons the only track on there that i would like to have seen kylie do actually no i'll retract that the only one that i thought i could hear kylie singing would be um brave new girl it sounded a bit light years to me okay Interesting. i i uh, brave new girl is one of my favorite tracks it, but it sounds a bit sounded to me a bit 60s a bit kind of she's hippie right yeah yeah and kylie it's... does a little bit of that paper dolls ocean blue like yeah and um every now and then she does and all that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Kind of, it's got that vibe yeah yeah, that's what, and that's why Light Years came to mind, I think, because of, I think you've yeah. just nailed it, Kukachu. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, yeah this could have been on Light Years. Uh, but a Touch of My Hand is really beautiful. I know it's mm. sort of mid-tempo, but it's it's a beautiful track. I'd say that probably starts side B if you had the vinyl, I'm guessing, because it sounds like an entrant, like they've deliberately put quite a long intro on that one from memory. Now, that song is about what I think it's about, isn't it? Oh, God, yes. no. Don't ruin it for me. It's just a pretty little song. Touch oh, my hand. Yeah, no, it, it's... So, the tour performance, again, was quite controversial because I think she was touching herself in the bath. <laughs> again? Yeah. Well, she was touching herself, not killing herself. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's... She, she, uh, Hang on. She's can I just go back? I'm getting confused. So, there's one track on here where she tops herself in a bath and there's another track where she's masturbating in the bath yeah i wasn't gonna say that word but yeah um <laughs> oh people have heard much worse on this show <laughs> God. Um, on the tour yeah. not there isn't a, there isn't another there isn't video. video yeah is danny minogue at the door someone the dog's about Do you know that is my dog he's getting very excited that something is being delivered it probably is danny minogue is a delivery driver around here so she's probably <laughs> delivering some some danny petite's um range clothes <laughs> just in case time's got lean she signed up for the uber subscription i get it wow um, she did two songs about the same thing so the second one is um you've probably not heard it tim because it's one of the uk bonus tracks it's called don't hang up and it was written with the same people oh no i lie it wasn't it was written with the people that wrote brave new girl um and it's basically about having phone sex yeah, you need to listen to the lyrics because that's the that's the kicker. You think, oh, this is a really pretty song, and then you go, hang on a minute, I know what she's up to, and then <laughs> yeah. you're kind of thinking, mm, the, the 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 hormones were were high for mm. this album. The album cover really fascinated me because I <clears throat> was looking at it when I was listening to it for the first time, 
And I don't know how they've achieved this because I hadn't heard the album. I didn't get the vibe just at that point. But I was thinking she looks so bloody innocent but so much vixen at the same time. Mm. And how they achieved that, I don't know. The album cover I love. I know it's simplistic, but they nailed it. it uh, and then when I listened to the rest of the album, I thought that just that's exactly what is happening. Innocent yeah. girl, but absolutely, as Lee would say, blooming into womanhood. Yes. Right. She hadn't done she hadn't done what's the song that she did not yet a still a girl, not yet a woman? She hadn't done that by then. Oh had she? Yeah, she had Already. that was on Britney. Oh she had done oh right, okay. So she was yeah. it was one step before she had become the woman and now she was exploring her <laughs> her womanhood. What's it like there's a track about cannibalism that she's released somewhere too, it's not on this album. Something about eating a woman or something. What? Well she's named her she's named her book after it. All, what's it, what is she called the book? It's not called Woman Eater, surely. Uh, the Woman Inside Me. Oh, The Woman in Me. Oh, not The me, Woman in Me. In her, yeah. <laughs> but same thing, though. Why, why is there a woman in her? I don't understand it. As soon as I heard the name of the book, I was like, Woman Inside of You? What the hell is that? Oh dear, Tim, Tim's really, he's, it's been way too long for this these, these podcasts, and he's, he's kept all this inside for nearly two years, getting it all at once. Oh my god. I'm full of it. No, but I actually literally thought that, in case anyone thinks I'm making a joke, I was like, woman inside of you? Why? Well, but because she was always perceived as kind of like this innocent, young, teenage ingenue and it's kind of like well no there is a there is a not actually a woman inside her it's not like that she knows she's got a human woman inside of her waiting to come out but it's the it's the (laughs) it's the maturity i'm gonna stop talking who's gonna tell us about how this album did um, I shall tell you about how this album did, um, and it did really, really well. <laughs> there you go. That's the end. Um, no, it <laughs> it, um, <laughs> it went to the top of the Billboard 200 um, in 2003. First week sales of 609,000 copies. It's, I don't know if that's a lot compared to to other albums. Um, It was the highest first week sales of 2003 for a female artist before Alicia Keys. Yeah, but so you know that, sorry to interject, but you know that um, Toxic was offered to Kylie for body language and she turned it down. Mm. Yes, yes. But, you know, a lot of fans wish she'd picked that up because it was around Can't Get You Out of My Head and she would have had, you know, imagine those back to back. But Britney Mm. was right for Toxic. I mean, that little walk she does down the, the aisle in the aeroplane. No one could yeah. top that. That was pretty cool. Well, I'm so sure. Do just... you know what you can with um, all the AI that's going around now? I'm sure there's a version <laughs> of Kylie singing "Toxic." Yeah, yes. probably. Let's. Have, well, it, she became the second female artist in Billboard history to have four consecutive number one albums, only behind Janet Jackson, who had mm. five at the time. Um, it was. Certified double platinum, um, two million copies sold in the US. It sold massive all over the world. In Canada, it debuted at number two. United Kingdom, it actually debuted at number 14 on the UK album charts and only peaked at number 13 in its 34th week, Hmm. Um, which is quite surprising. I thought it was higher than that. it was strong competition that year though like music was good back then so there was lots of good stuff on on the charts in the early 2000s wasn't there 
Mm. Yeah, but considering Toxic was such a massive yes. hit, yes. I would have thought it would have done higher in the UK. Um, across Europe, it top 10 in Austria, Belgium, Czech Republic, all those kind of places. Uh, France, it was at number one, went in straight at number one, and say it was a second number one in the country after oops i did it again um latin america it was certified double platinum um australia your your country um it was certified platinum uh, by the uh, aria um and in new zealand it debuted at number 28 uh, and peaked at number 25 so the the new zealanders weren't that obviously weren't that into it at the time um <laughs> bless them um and then in asia and south korea again big hit certified um platinum uh massive so yeah so it was a, it was it was they're saying that basically that in the zone was the eighth best selling album of 2003 worldwide Final thoughts for In The Zone. Oh, I do need to ask you both too. Which version do you prefer of that Madonna song? Because I was never taken with that particularly. I didn't hate it. Um, But then when I heard the other version on this thing, I went, yeah, I love that. Which version is the superior? Oh, see, the other version was kind of like a Bangra version, wasn't it? Kind of. Mm. mm, Which is the one she does on tour. Right. I have to say that the song was kind of, so, not ruined, but we have, uh, do you know French and Sawders? Oh, <laughs> I knew this would come up. It was amazing. Yeah. I don't they usually did a video like their parodies, but yeah, mm. tell us about it. Tell us about it. Well, they, they, they have a history of doing sort of like recreations of, of pop songs and stuff, but putting a very comedic slant on it. And they, so Dawn French is the larger lady. She played Britney and uh, Jennifer Saunders played Madonna. And they're basically re- recreating the video, but running around after each other. And um, it's very, very funny. And now whenever I hear the song, that's all I think of is Dawn French going in the Zah. Um, <laughs> constantly, that and so yeah, I can't get over that. <laughs> Never yeah. actually meeting. I don't think they ever meet. The no memory. Did they just can they breathe on each other through a wall at the end? Yes. I'm not yeah. sure. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but they did it so well. This one, yeah, I, I watched mm. that when I need a cheer up. Actually, I would say uh, I like the. I like both versions. I absolutely hate Madonna's verse more than anything Madonna has ever recorded in her entire life. Even B-Day song? Wow. Yeah, I, I really like B-Day song. I play it every year on my birthday because it's got MIA on it. Um, so, yeah, I, um, I I hate her section on it, and that completely ruins it for me. I've Sexy lady, really... I want to hear you bear your soul. Oh, shut up. Awful. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> cringeworthy. It's the most cringeworthy thing she's ever written, ever. Wow. In my opinion. I That's think it's, harsh. I think it's dreadful. For me, the summary here is if you haven't heard this album, and I know most people who listen to this podcast will be saying, we've heard it, Tim, you moron. And how have you not heard this if you like pop culture so much? I'm glad I have now. But if you haven't heard it, go and listen to In The Zone. There's not a dud track on this album. It's fantastic. And, um, yeah, if you liked Velvet Rope, if you liked Kylie's attempt of body language, you're going to love this one. Lee, we'll go to you and then we'll leave the final word to Simon. I'm going to say, do you know what? If you haven't listened to it for a while, re-listen to it because there are some really good tracks on there. Listen to the words because you're not, 
you know, if first time round you didn't get them, second time round it's a revelation. Let the woman in you out and enjoy it. <laughs> Shouldn't have swallowed her in the first place. And Simon? Um, yeah, I agree with what you've both said. It's a, it's a really great album. I think it's probably her most personal um also the the stuff that didn't make it onto the album is really really good uh <clears throat> final question to you both would mind your business have fit on this album what's mind your business <laughs> mind your b mind your b have you both not heard that no what is oh, that? the uh the will i am song Oh gonna... my! I see. I've blocked it because it was so horrific. I blocked it. Um... I can't wait to leave that silence in and let people wonder if the podcast had come to an abrupt end. <laughs> um, that I was really think, bad. <laughs> I don't think that track belongs anywhere on anything. Stop ever recorded. I'm sure Simon's going to kick it up the ass too. Do you like it? I quite like it. Yeah. Good <gasps> on you. High fives across the oceans. Yes, I found one person finally. Have you both had fun returning yes, to the mm, fortress? Masses and masses of fun. So British. Yes, quite. But how, yeah, I'm, 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 so, I'm so enthralled. I'm going to go away and enjoy the touch of my hand um, for a little bit. <laughs> and on that oh. note, see you later, friends. <laughs>